Welcome back. And uh, so this morning, Angela talked to us about knowing who we are, and then we looked at hearing God as being part of our inheritance. And now we're going to look at how. What does this look like in everyday life? What does this look like in my relationship with God? How do I walk this out? You're talking about me being able to hear God. You're talking about this being my inheritance. What do, how do I practically start this? And I, first of all, I would just like to speak to those that would say, you know, Mike, um, I'm already prophetic. I, this, is, this is kind of basic, you know, this is, this is good, but the, I, I'm already there. And, and I, I think of my friend Dave Jackson back in Lowestoft. He's, a, he's my hero because I did this course about four years ago, and Dave came up to me afterwards and says, well, Mike, that's good. I appreciate that. I'm more kind of hearing God out in the street, and, you know, I, I appreciate that. And, and, and I just encouraged him, and what I want to encourage you this, mo- this afternoon is the fact that I encouraged him. I said, I want to encourage you to press reset. That's a computer term. I just said, you know that if there is a gift that's there, pressing reset and coming at it a new, fresh way will just enhance the gift you have. Because sometimes, I don't know about you, but if you are one that has heard God for a number of years, you get to a point where you hear God the same way and almost say the same thing all the time. You get in a rut. I've been like that. I've been hearing God for about 30 years. And there's moments where I look, say, look, I'm just in a rut. And you have to come back to the basics again. There was an American football coach named Vince Lombardi, and he, their team was in a losing streak, and they were doing miserable on the football field. This is American football. And so he got the team together in the, in the, uh, the, the dressing room, and he says, all right, men, uh, time for a pep talk. Time to get back to the basics. This is a football. And you know, in our relationship with God, sometimes we have to get back to the basics And so what I want to look at today is I want to look at how do I tune my ear? What actions do I take? How can I practically, tomorrow evening, Monday night, anytime during the week, how can I begin to tune my ear towards hearing God? Maybe if I've never heard God before or never recognized that God's speaking to me, I want to look at this from the point of view. And I want to encourage you that I'm going to look at four actions that Habakkuk took to tune his ear. Now, how many have ever learned to ride a bicycle? Did you get it the first time? No, okay, no. Anybody get it the first time? No, all right. So, so you fell over, and you thought, I'm never going to ride a bike again. You get back up again. And what helps is when they put those stabilizers on either side, you know, bike stabilizers, because then it gives you a bit of a framework, a bit of a, a, a structure, until you get more confident, until you get more familiar, and then you don't need those stabilizers forever, okay? What I'm proposing to you in this session are a bit of kind of spiritual prophetic bike stabilizers. You know, is this how I'm always going to hear God? No. But for those that are just starting, this is where we're pitching. For all of us to hear God, and even those that have heard God, I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to press reset. Give it a go. And come back, and you'll see that you'll actually come back with a deeper, richer sense of hearing God relationally. The biggest challenge for me in my life, and I still wrestle with this, is am I hearing God as much 
privately as I'm speaking publicly. And that is a real challenge because it's easy to have words for others and so forth, and God's kind of saying, come over here, can we talk? And I get so distracted. And so I want to unpack this. Four things to tune your ear. Habakkuk 2 is where we're going to go. Habakkuk 2, verses 1 and 2. So what we're going to do is I'm just going to talk for just a few minutes, give you these four actions, and then we're going to do it. Okay? So that's where I'm heading. So Habakkuk 2, verses 1 and 2. I will take my stand at my watch post and position myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me. Verse 2. The Lord answered me, write the vision. First thing that we see there, it says, I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower. The first action is I will still myself. Stillness. Now, stillness is different for each person. For some, it might be that you sit quietly and you just sort of become really still in a room. That freaks some people out. Sometimes stillness is going for a walk. Or it might be where you're out, um, out, out walking the dog or cycling or when you're out in nature. That there's actually, each of us has gears that our lives go through. And you might be, whatever gear you're in right now, have you been in first gear lately? Have you brought yourself down to a place where you're not just scrambling, but you're actually in a place where you can be receiving what God might be saying. For me, God kind of, I'm a Canadian, so Canadians have snow. And so, um, that's, that's a blanket statement. And, uh, and so, God kind of challenged me. He says, you know, you run around so much that I have to keep hitting you with a snowball of revelation, rather than you sitting and letting the snow build up on your shoulders. And the biggest challenge this day in our culture, I would suggest, in hearing God, is the fact that we just don't ever become still. That we actually, gotta go God, you know, we kind of have an instant breakfast prayer. You know, and just so, gotta go God, bless me, I'm going out, or, or maybe just a brief, and we're busy, and the challenge, God has challenged me, he's saying, Mike, come away, come away. He says, I will position, I will take my stand, I'll station myself on the tower. It's quieting ourselves down. Removing external noises. David says, why so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. He's, he's positioning himself to hear from God. Now, I don't know about you, but there's, there's different times where when I'm quieting myself, all of a sudden your mind reminds you that you've got to pick up milk and you've got to pick up the kids and you've got to pick up right? It's almost as if that it's actually been trying to talk to you forever and ever and ever, and finally you quiet yourself down, your mind goes, finally, I get a moment to tell you, don't forget to get new keys for the house, right? And, and so what I want to encourage you, here's something really practical. Have a piece of paper beside you, and when you get things that are, that are on your mind, just park them. God, I'm not going to go do that right now. I'm really bad. All of a sudden, oh, I forgot to email Joe. And I get up and go and email, and I miss the moment, right? And so just park that. And so putting that aside, just writing those things down, writing down distractions. Um, music, worship music, listening to worship music is an also a great way to, to, to be able to just sort of still ourselves. Be still and know that I am God. So for some of you, walking out this day, 
in your, in your everyday life is going to be practicing being still. And again, that's different for different people, but it's getting your car down to first gear and allowing God to be able to speak to our hearts. Now, secondly, it says there, so I will position myself, I'll station myself on the tower. Now, look at this. I will look out to see what he will say to me. If someone was talking to me, I'd be listening for what they were saying to me. But it actually says, I will look at what he will say to me. That's vision. And so what I want to suggest is the next action is I'll look. And what does that mean? The key to quieting ourselves down on the inside is to fix our eyes on Jesus. We're not just emptying our minds We're always afraid of the counterfeit, but the counterfeit always points to the fact that there's a genuine. And we're not just simply emptying our minds so we can receive something. We're fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. You know the song, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth go strangely dim. So I'm fixing my eyes on Jesus. So what's been helpful for me is that as I'm learning to hear God, I'll take him out, I'll close my eyes, and I'll picture Jesus. And it takes the whole world and just brings me to the home cinema of my heart, just right in there to listen. So I will, I will still myself. I'll get down to first gear. I'll look for vision to see what he will And it says, thirdly, to see what he will say to me. Thirdly, I'll listen. Now, one of the questions I had when I was younger was, what does God's voice sound like? Mike, I am your father. (laughs) One of the things I want to encourage you, this has been a real key for me, is recognizing that God speaks in the spontaneous. A lot of times we miss what God is speaking because we don't pick up the things that God drops in our heart that we weren't thinking about already. Let me give an example. How many of you have been driving down the street and all of a sudden have a thought, pray for so-and-so? Okay? That's a spontaneous thought. And a lot of times we just discount that as being our own thoughts. It's like your own thoughts, but it's, it's spontaneous. And it's not something that I've been analyzing. But what happens is this, is that all of a sudden, we, we were praying and we hear this thought, Mike, I love you. And then we stop. We go, oh, is that God? Let me just check. Let me look in the Word. What I've done is I stop the spontaneous and I start thinking about it. I've jumped from my eyes on Jesus to my eyes on my mind and my Word at that moment. Does that make sense? And what we find is that God's been dropping little things. We go, yeah, okay, thank you, God, or whatever. But one of the keys to getting, hearing God more clearly is that I not only still myself, I not only picture Jesus or fix my eyes on Jesus, I then listen for the spontaneous thought or picture. And the fourth thing that goes with that is I will write down. He says, write down the vision. And what I'm doing is, while I'm in that moment of listening to God, I'm writing down in faith what I'm hearing rather than stopping and testing it and judging it and weighing it at that moment. Because what you find, it's kind of like if I was having a dialogue with my wife and she says, oh, can I talk to you about my day? And she goes, yeah, well, I started today. Oh, just a minute. 
And I, and I write down what she said. Okay, go ahead. And, and then I went, oh, just a minute. And, and I'm stopping. I'm interrupting her flow of conversation. But when we take a moment and just simply write down the pictures or what we're hearing in the spontaneous thought, you find that you actually get into a flow of thoughts that may have started as a word but actually become a discussion or a picture that actually builds up into something more. If you think of David as an example, Psalms, all the, a lot of the Psalms start off with, why, how come, help me. And one of the things that I found that helped me and, and help others that I've talked with, um, one of my friends, Martin from Verloestoff, we were talking about this idea that David started all his Psalms by just pouring out his heart to God. One of the ways that helps us to focus is just beginning to ourselves write our own heart to God. That doesn't mean all our prayers we start to write. It means that we just simply begin to express our heart to God and pouring out our heart. He can handle our emotion. And how many of you know that when you've had a good conversation with someone, you feel so much clearer? Well, what I want to suggest is that one of the ways to focus us, one of the ways to be able to hear God more clearly, is that I can start by simply writing my own thoughts and prayers first. And then that helps me to be more calm and to be able to hear God's voice. So for me, 30 years ago, and I still do it today, is that when I just come before God and I'm, I'm just not hearing clearly, everything's all over the place, my mind is everywhere, I've got lots of things I'm thinking about, I will start by simply saying, God, I'm really frustrated. I really have trouble right now with this. I, I don't know what to do. And, and that sounds really simple, but Martin said to me, he says, Mike, when you said that, I thought, that is so silly. He said, but I'll tell you what, I went home and I did it and I have to say it works. <laughs> he said, I was able to be a bit more focused. I was able to, all of a sudden, my, I, all these things that were weighing me down, I was feeling clear before God because I'd had somebody to talk to and I wrote these things down. So I want to encourage you that if maybe at first, as you're going through these, you're saying, I'm not hearing things lots. I want you to take a step of faith and just go through, start off. The first year for me, I was simply doing most of the writing. But then there came a point where all of a sudden, I, just, I started to recognize the spontaneous things of God. And I started to, to write those things down. I'm pouring out my heart. I'm expressing my heart before God. And so I'm writing things down, and I'm, share, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not stopping and, and checking to see if it's in the Word of God or anything at this moment. I'm simply writing it down. And then visions are like pictures with a thousand words. So you might have a picture that you just simply write and uh, describe what you see. And we can express our heart with God by asking, question, asking questions. Pardon me. Now, please don't start saying, Lord, when are we going to move or who am I going to marry? Those are difficult questions to start off with. But I want to encourage you to, in the school of the Spirit, focus on words that the Bible talks about for strengthening, comfort, and encouragement. And use caution not to try to look for things that are directional or emotional. Now, that's, that's the four things we're going to do. We're going to still ourselves. We're going to look and we're going to listen, and we're going to write. So what I want to do is I'm going to pray for us, and I want to remind us, 2 Kings chapter 6. You can just make a note of it. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15. talks about a servant that was with Elisha. And he went out, and he looked on the walls, and all he could see was all the problems around him, that the city was surrounded by enemies. And, it, and he went and said, Alas, 
my master, what shall we do? At that moment, all the master, all the servant could see was the immediate danger. But Elisha said, do not be afraid. There's more for us than against us. We know this story. And he actually prayed. He says, oh Lord, please open his eyes that he might see. The Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw. And behold, the mountains were full of horses. This is the tale of two beholds. The servant said, behold, we're surrounded. I can't see anything good happening. But Elisha said, behold, there's more for us than against us. And actually, he opened his eyes. And it wasn't that all of a sudden all the angels got in place and he could see them. But they were there already. But his eyes were opened to what was already there. And his eyes were opened and he could see. And so what I want to pray this afternoon is I want to pray that God will open our hearts and our eyes afresh to hear his voice speaking to us. During the prayer time at the beginning of the morning, there there was an encouragement word that just about this being a room of doors and God giving us today keys that are going to unlock doors. God wants to give each of us keys to unlock doors, to hear his heart. And some of you are not only going to open one door, but many doors. And I want to encourage you, please do not look at this and say, I've done it once, it doesn't work. My son, um, who's now 26 years old, when he was a teenager, I started talking to him about hearing God and just using these real things. And he said, you know, Dad, it's not working for me. It's not working. And uh, he, kept, he kept working on it. And he gave me a call about, about six years ago. And he said, Dad, he says, I've been, I've been practicing this. And now I'm, I'm hearing God clear. I'm understanding this. I, I can see that I was actually, he was talking to me all along, but I kept thinking it was my own thoughts. And so that's my encouragement to us this afternoon, is the fact that these are, this, it's in, our word, in, his, in the word that we have an inheritance. And I want to give you these baby steps to start to hear God afresh. And so what I want us to do is I want to make some space right now for us to have a go. Okay? And so what I want us to do is, if you want to just get a piece of paper, if you don't already have some already, and, uh, and we're just going to have a listen. I'm going to talk you through these things. This, this is the exact same thing that you can do when you're back in your own quiet place or you're walking along the seafront or you're on your bicycle or you're on that long commute home from work. That might be your quiet place. So four simple actions that we're going to do. That's our step. Habakkuk positioned himself for what God will say. And you know who did the rest? God. That's all I'm doing. I'm just positioning myself. We talk about setting the stage for for the Holy Spirit. That's all we're doing. So if you want to just, I'm going to pray. So if you just want to lift up your hands, this is is a a part of our gift. This is an inheritance we don't earn. An inheritance is because of who we are. We're sons and daughters. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. We want our inheritance today, Lord. We want our inheritance. And Father, Elisha prayed for his servant that his eyes would be opened. And the next verse says, instantly, his eyes were opened. It was a work of the Holy Spirit. You didn't just set up all the angels on the hills. They were there already. They were, the servant began to see what was already there and what was already being said.
And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just ask you right now that you would open the eyes of our hearts. You'd open the ears of our heart. I pray right now for every hindrance to that in our lives, Father. We just break every chain. In the name of Jesus, I speak freedom right now in the name of Jesus to every ear, to every eye of the Spirit right now. We pray right now that all the lights would start to come on, like stadium lights, Father, that there be a poo, poo, that all the lights come on and we see you clearly for who you are. And in Jesus' name, I release keys right now in Jesus' name. God, I prophesy sight. I prophesy hearing. And in the name of Jesus, Father, we want our inheritance as a group of churches. We lay, Father, the foundation of hearing as a prophetic people, Father. We thank you, God, that this is your heart. And in the name of Jesus, we say, God, we receive all you have for us right now. In Jesus' name. All right. Now let's just be still. Bible, we're fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. It's in the Bible. But what I want you to do is I want you just, whatever that image looks like to you, what does Jesus look like? Just in faith, just say, just picture Jesus standing in front of you. We're just moving to the inner man, looking in. Now what I want you to do is I want you to see that Jesus is giving you an object. He's got his hand out and he's giving you an object, something in his hand he's giving you. I want you to see what that is, and then I want you to ask him, why are you giving me this? And Lastly, as soon as you start to receive, as soon as you start to see, as soon as you start to hear, even a sense, I just want you just to write it down. For some, if you're having difficulty seeing anything because of the, the environment or whatever, I just want to encourage you, after a few minutes of just being still and looking, I just want you in faith just to write something in your, from your heart to God, just thanking him for today and all. Just It's pouring out your heart to him. It just gets your pen moving. And just keep looking. Some of you, like me, might not see anything, but God can describe to you in words 
what, he, what object he's giving you. So you might just have a word of what it is as opposed to seeing an object, just depending on how, how you receive things from God. But you might just all of a sudden have a word of what an object is. Just write that down, just in faith. Now, you might want to camp there and write a little bit more, but let me just add something else because some people might be more of hearing words and thoughts and phrases. I just want you to picture Jesus again. Just fix your eyes on him. Keep looking there and just... Why don't you ask God a question? Just write this question in your notes there. You just put, Father, how do you see me? What do you think of me? Father... How do you see me? And just look and listen. You might get a picture. You might get a thought. You might get a sense. So we're writing down our own question and listening. So you can camp in either one of those if you're still working on that. But just, let's just linger here for a minute. It's all about him. Okay, finish the sentence that you're on at the moment just for this moment. Or I say put three dots and you can come back to it later. Now, this, um, this is one of those moments that I, everything inside me screams to just want to have everybody just instantly all of a sudden, hearing things, I want to be able to just say, God, just do that, do that, do that, because my, my heart is that, that we all walk in this. And, and it might be that you just, that you don't initially hear something, but I want to encourage you, come back to these things with constant practice, train their powers of, their, their powers of discernment. There's a constant practice. I just want to encourage you in, in, in being able to just focus in and, and, and tuning in to hearing God. Now, I just want to, we just want to take a moment and just ask if, if anyone, you don't have to, please don't be obliged to, but if you wanted to share something, what it does, it actually builds faith as we hear things that God has said. Again, specifically to the question. Um, the other thing I just want to encourage you is don't feel that you need to start adding application or building upon it or building a sermon around it um, at, at this moment, okay? We just want to know what did you see and what did God say it was for or how did God see you? Just keep it really simple to what, and just keep it to what you have there. Don't remind us of another story that it reminded you of, okay? So, so just, just as a step of faith, it just builds our faith and also just celebrates what God's doing. I just want to ask, does anyone just want to share briefly? We just run around with the microphone for a couple minutes. There, yep. I had a picture of a huge um, ruby, you know, like blood red ruby. And I was thinking, my habit is to say, okay, Lord, who's that for? Who can I give that to, Lord? Then I realize it is for me. Wow. I thought, sometimes when you've been prophesying a while, as Mike said, you know, you get a bit blasé, a bit used to it, it's all a bit mechanical, but 
jewels are, are you know, a fantastic value, and the words he gives us to share with others are a fantastic view, uh, value. And um, it's like um, this, this, this ruby was kind of um, cut, you know, it's shaped. And um, it's, in a way, it's God saying to me, don't just rush out a word, but um, listen to it and meditate on it and uh, ask me again what it means and keep asking me again until you've got a, a clear-cut word to give to someone that's going to really bless them. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, um, I just I felt I saw Jesus holding an apple and I kind of dismissed it, but it kept coming back to me and I was thinking, okay, healthy snack, that's, you know, that's good. And... And it wasn't until you said, uh, Mike, you know, you asked, Father, how do you see me? And immediately, I just saw kind of myself sitting with Jesus, kind of like hanging out, having an apple. And I just felt that real sense, um, you know, just again, how Very Jesus good. just loves hanging out with me. And I, I felt, um, well, I'm not that old, but I did kind of feel that kind of, you know, when you're a student and you just hang out with your friends and there's that sense of talking about what you've done and then what's going to happen. And I, yeah, I, I felt that. Okay. Um, I kind of had a similar experience in that I, I held out my hand and um, he put a vial in it with kind of a, like a very old looking vial with a leather strap on it and a little stopper in it and I thought, don't want that <laughs> so I kind of opened up my eyes and shook my head around and then closed my eyes and he gave me the same thing again okay um, why'd you give that to me Jesus? And he said, because you're thirsty. And I thought, well, I feel kind of, you know, spirit-filled-ish, so why am I thirsty? And he said, it's because of the next thing you need to do, you need more. Um, and I have no idea what that is, but it's exciting. So there you go. Anybody over here? Yeah, I, I, I asked Jesus to, if he was going to give me something, and um, he gave me this, this object, which was sort of cube-shaped, uh, and it was probably a bit bigger than a Rubik's Cube, if you can remember those, and it was quite uncomfortable in my hand. But it was cubic, but somehow it was hard, but at the same time it felt a bit soft. And I'm thinking, well, what's this for? And I asked Jesus what it was for, and he said... It's, um, it, although it's a cube at the moment, it's, it's for me to use, and although it's a cube and it's hard at the moment, it can be moulded to fit into different size spaces. God gave me a pair of shoes, but they're old tatty shoes, and I thought, great, thanks. But actually, it's, he then reminded me to come as I am, don't wait to be perfect. Don't wait to, you know, don't need to wear, it doesn't matter what you wear, just come as you are and just follow. When I say call, when he calls me, just follow. Right. One more behind you there? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, I just got a picture of um, a present and it was a box wrapped in very dull material and I thought, ooh. And then I opened the box and out of the box shot bubbles and stars and ever so exciting things and it made me laugh and then I said to God well what have I got this for and he says um, I give you this um, so you can enjoy, enjoy me as much as I can enjoy you oh very good